Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. You guys submitted your applications and Sonia O'Sullivan herself, with the glasses on, sifted through each and every email to find her squad for the 2024 journey back to her hometown, Cove. The selected runners will receive personalised training plans from the GOAT herself, free entry into the race, the exclusive Irishman running abroad team swag and the journey of a lifetime. 12 weeks of training with the GOAT herself. After three years of this stuff, I can tell you it is life changing. Sonia's on the phone in Australia. How are you, Sonia? I'm good. Yeah, I was enjoying the sunshine here in Australia. And then I woke up today and yeah, I can't even see the beach anymore. We, I was with my dad just here and um, we were, I was thinking, I haven't been running a whole lot, but I've been finding other ways to keep active. And mm. one of the ways yesterday was um, we were chopping down some trees and I can I could see the sea. And now I, I can't see it anymore because there's a big cloud out there. Is it lashing rain where you are? Like you, I always yes. picture you on the coastline there with all the beautiful the blue sky. Yeah, I'm going to take a picture now because by the time we're finished, it'll probably be blue sky. <laughs> it changes. Wow. It's amazing. It changes that quickly. We went down the beach yesterday and, you know, not to make everybody jealous of going down the beach, but <laughs> um, yesterday afternoon with Winnie to take her for a walk and I had a little backpack on me with my swimsuit and goggles and towel and we were walking along the beach and I said to Nick, I said, I'm about in the afternoon when I come down here, about one in every 10 times I get in the water because for some reason or other, you don't have to <laughs> and yesterday was one of those days and I pointed out to the sea and I said look out there and of course he was like what are you looking at acting like real stupid you know and um I'm like can't you see like there's like this massive big cloud out there and you know Irish people know what that means that means there's a bit of rain coming and sure enough it was torrential but you know Irish people just keep walking in the rain in Australia and they go home yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I mean I could not get over Australians response to adverse weather conditions it's nearly worse than Californians when it's raining and they're like getting out the snow boots uh, it, it, what's remarkable I always find about Cove to bring it back around to Cove is that the sun seems to always shine for the Cove 10 what's that about is that always the case or is it just that I've been there for the last two and the sun has split the stones well let's not jinx it now because we have been extremely lucky and you know I think everybody is like thanking their lucky stars, you know, when yeah. it comes around. And the week before, you know, everybody's looking ahead. And like, you know, like here, it changes all the time. The weather is always changing. So um, well, we just go around with our fingers crossed all week, hoping for the best. Yeah, well, like, like it so, is. So <laughs> you're so lucky because the course would be a completely different course with the, uh, with poor weather conditions, with those hills uh, be just a little bit trickier. You had your work cut out in selecting this team i could not get over the amount of emails that we got and then the more people emailed and the more people wrote the more i was like yeah no they're right this is an incredible prize uh the coaching from you for 12 weeks the plan built around their training ability what was your thinking when trying to select the team was it to get people from the different levels of running or were you after personalities and stories 
Um, yeah, I didn't really look at the levels of running. Um, I'll have to get into the nitty gritty of that now so we can, I suppose, put people into groups and um, give them like kind of um, similar training, you know, so you, you have people working together, even though they'll be apart, they'll be working together like our, um, mm. our mission statement. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it was really just interesting stories and, you know, why people wanted to run Cove because, and, and the problem is everybody has an interesting story, you know, and everybody has mm. their reason for doing something. And, you know, the bottom line was we just had to have less because it's very hard to communicate with 50 people in, yeah. you know, in a, any kind of a personal level. Um, so in order to be able to do that, we just had to call the group and um, yeah, whittle it you know, down. It wasn't, you know, I mean, everybody really deserves to do it and everybody still does deserve to do it. And they can. Everybody can come along for the ride and join the um, training group every week. We will try to get this. Well, we will definitely get this, the weekly session out on Sunday. It won't come in the podcast form, but it'll be sent out um, directly because people will need to plan out their week on Sunday and where, what days they're going to be able to run, what days they can do their session, who they can link up with, um, maybe match it with the weather because sometimes mm. you know you may have planned to do a session on Tuesday but Wednesday looks way better so let's just flip things around a little bit so you know to allow a bit of flexibility and each runner to have a bit of control of what they're doing then they need to yeah. see the weekly plan every Sunday and you know we are in week one of 12 right now um, but it is a very general week this week so really it is just getting yourself fit enough to be able to run and these plans will have kind of a window of what people should do. And some people will be at the higher end of the window and some people at the lower end. And you have to be able to figure that out for yourself because, you know, I'm not with everybody um, and everybody has to be honest with themselves. And, you know, you train at the level that you're at now, not, not the level that you want to be at in, mm. you know, in 12 weeks time. Exactly. So a little bit of care, a little bit of um, a health warning there, I guess, if you're taking down the plan, if you're um, over on Patreon, of course, you'll see the handwritten plan from Sonia uh, each and every Sunday. You'll get that over there. That's the best way to get the most out of your Irishman running abroad podcast. And this week in the bonus content over there, I go for a run with Vinnie Mulvey uh, to explore a little bit deeper the low heart rate training that he has me doing for the London City Marathon this time around. Just an interesting discussion, no matter what you're training for, as to how to get the most out of those easy runs to build that base, to pour the black stuff in the pint, as Sonia called it back in the day, uh, to really get that stuff really strong in you. Vinny gives a great explanation over the 30 minutes of that run, how to do it right. Well, let's get to our first uh, selection. The Vanderloos, Mary and Han Vanderloo in Pennsylvania in the USA. We are both in our 60s, live in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, about 15 minutes from Villanova. My husband Han started running with me in 2017, starting a few months after he had a cardiac bypass surgery at just 56. Our life was pretty much turned upside down, but fortunately we found the advice uh, we needed to control the condition and inflammation in general by changing to a whole foods, vegan, plant-based, diet we hooked up with our local running store the running place in newtown square uh, for a weekly social 
Monday night three miler. Uh, Mary is a flight attendant for 36 years, flying mostly to the UK and Europe and quite regularly to Dublin. When she was training for the 2022 New York Marathon, she found a running group in Dublin for the layovers. The Clontarf running group, she says, such a nice, fun and spirited group of people that I've ever uh, flown over to see and she's she says i've even flown over to see them in dublin on my time off i spend a lot of time over there now and even ran the streets of galway for their 8k in august they both ran dublin sonia in october but they both had an absolute nightmare like so many of us myself included uh, so now they want to make amends and fly into cove for the big 10 miler with sonia coaching them all the way uh, this was a no-brainer, was it, Tanya? You wanted these two on board. Yeah, well, I think that was it was fascinating that she um, flies across the world and, um, you know, when she gets off the plane, goes for a run. I mean, that's what I do. It's what I've done down through the years. And I thought it would be great. We might get some good insights, you know, into why she does this, how she does that, and how she makes it work, as well as us um, helping her to stay motivated and determined, along with, um, hang on, we have... We have, what's her partner called? Uh, Han, yeah, who's, Han, who's Han, obviously been yes. through an awful lot, yeah. So, you know, he is encouraged by her running. They run together and, and, and they can actually, you know, do things together, not just at home, but away and in, in their travel. So um, I, I always think it's great. The, the running tourist is great to have yeah. a running tourist on board. And, you know, they have so many stories to tell. And so many places they've been to and, you know, adventures that they can share with people and show them, you know, what can be done. You know, you just got to get out okay. there and do it. Well, I got in touch with them on Monday and let them know the news. And this is the voicemail they sent back. Hey, Jarlath and Sonia. This is Mary Vanderloo here with my husband, Han. Hello. We live in a suburb of Philadelphia. And uh, Jarlath, we were very excited this afternoon when we got your phone call letting us know um, that we were selected to be part of Sonia's squad. Um, we have really enjoyed the advice and stories and tips from the podcasts through our last year's uh, marathon training. And actually, uh, my very first marathon was this uh, past May, um, about a week after your first marathon, Jonathan, and then we both ran the uh, Dublin Marathon. So I'm extremely excited that you've decided to choose us for the team. Uh, we're looking forward to meeting the team. We're looking forward to contributing to a great cause and uh, and embarking on a new challenge for the two of us. So hopefully we can make you proud. That's Mary and Han Vanderloo. Give them a follow on Strava. And as Sonia said, I mean, they're a busy couple. They're a couple that have come through an awful lot in terms of illness, but no one more so than your second pick, Sonia. Um, Adele Buckley was your next choice, and Adele has an incredible story to tell. She says, I've been running for 12 years, but I've probably taken it seriously since COVID times, like a lot of us. She started out 2023 with good goals. She wanted to break 23 minutes for 5K. She wanted to break 82 minutes for 10 miles. 
and do a half marathon in one hour 47. Uh, I had a few more, she said, like getting some abs and finding the love of my life. But uh, those ones were neither achieved, nor did they contribute to this story. She says, I started off the year with the with a few BHAA 5K races, including a cross country one. Good fun. Time to start building again. I did a 5K uh, on the 29th of January and the next morning I had a stroke. Yeah, you heard it right. Adele, uh, that's Adele's story. She uh, suffered a stroke in 2023 in january 20 sorry january 2022 uh it was a monday morning she said i got up about eight logged on to my computer uh, had a text from my mother uh went over to her to check if their electricity was off anyway power came back and i was able to start work around the usual time maybe around 9 15 i started to feel a bit funny like I couldn't understand what was on my computer screen and I couldn't text or call my mom again. I'm not sure if this was because I didn't remember how to text or who to text. Somebody was watching out for me because anyway, I autopilot kicked in, my autopilot kicked in. I was able to drive her to my parents' house. I walked in uh, as my parents were about to head to mass and my mother knew there was something wrong. And I said, who are you? Uh, that part of my brain was not working anymore. I didn't have a lot of the physical signs of a stroke, but my memory and cognitive skills were definitely going. My mother wanted to call my manager, but I didn't know who his name was. Uh, She details in her email the time that she spent in the stroke unit, uh, the heartbreak of how hard it must have been for her parents, for her brothers, for her sisters, extended family. Uh, The entire parish were praying for her, she said. And while I don't recommend getting seriously ill, she says it is heartwarming to see how the community comes together when you live in a small place like Dunhamore. Uh, I still get mass cards, she says, 11 months on. Physically, she says, I've bounced back pretty quickly. Uh, cognitive side of things is going to take a bit longer, uh, but she's getting there. I asked the consultant when I was being discharged two and a half weeks later, when can I run again? Whenever you feel ready, she said. So here she is, Adele Buckley. What a story. I mean, it would bring a lump to your throat. Running gave me something to focus on, she said. Look forward to, control and enjoy in this last year. My times have improved too. This is the bit, Sonia, where you must have been like, oh, we got to get this girl. She said, I hit that 5K time. I've run uh, some uh, 21.30 times. I smashed my 10-mile goal uh, running 73 minutes. And uh, uh, this year, it's got to be that half marathon time that she wants to get down. She has it at 1.41 in Cork in June. Sonia, this this woman, Adele Buckley, like, will inspire anyone who thinks they can't come back to running. What a story. Absolutely, you know, and I think it was a combination of, you know, the hardship she's been through, the inspiration she's got from running and that she's giving to so many people. And yeah, her time was very attractive to have somebody speedy in there, but also somebody who appreciates running so much. And I think, you know, she will provide a lot of inspiration for all the other runners that we have on board and and everybody else who's listening as well. Absolutely. Well, let's hear what she said when she got the news. Hey, Jar and Sonia, Idel here. I was so delighted to get the call from Jar today um, to let me know I had been accepted into Sonia's squad. Um, the best call to get on Blue Monday. <laughs> um, I'm very excited about the next couple of months and training uh, with Sonia and with the group of people that you've put together. Um, I'm very excited about the Cove 10. I've never done it before. 
But I'm looking forward to the hills. We have a lot of those around Dunhamore, so hopefully that will translate. Um, just love running and really excited about uh, getting to know some new runners and maybe um, just sharing my experiences of running uh, with some people. Um, it's been a toughish year for me, but running has definitely uh, helped me through. Um, so just excited to, to tell that story a little bit as well. Um, runners are a different breed. They they just are the best people and it's uh, incredible the, the support I've received and I'm sure this next adventure, it'll be the very same. Well, Adele Buckley, welcome to the squad. And if you can identify with Adele's story, give her a follow on Strava and uh, come along for the journey and see how she is um, translating the plan each week to accommodate her times. Like this is the thing, right, Sonia? If these if these things match up to your times, like I could even see a person in the group that I was like, yeah, that's that's roughly me. That's roughly my age group. That's that's kind of my park run times. Ricardo Guna Manati is someone that I can't really associate with in that I've only got one kid, which is a blessing as a runner. This man has 10 kids. I mean, he says, luckily, he says he's married to Superwoman. But if you're somebody who's juggling, <laughs> Ricardo is the person to follow. He says, I took up running 18 months ago as a means of shifting a little bit of weight. Uh, don't we all? And when I started, I was using the lamppost to lamppost technique. Could barely run for a minute without stopping. Put the cart before the horse, <laughs> as a lot of men do. Did a marathon without training. This time last year, I signed up for the Dunboyne AC Couch to 5K and I was consistent, didn't miss a session. It all paid off my first 5K without stopping. And when I start running, I get all the gear, just like myself, Garmin watch, HR strap, 20 pairs of runners, including two pairs of super shoes, just in case I need a second pair. Uh, I know I can run 10 miles without stopping. If I stay consistent, stay away from the drink. That's my Achilles heel, he says. I've been using Whoop for the last four years. And if I even look at alcohol, that sets off an alarm bell uh, for the next day. So with Sonia getting on board and Whoop, I think I can adapt to this new way of the monk. Uh, Sonia, a great shout, I think, bringing Ricardo in here because not everybody's an Adele Buckley, right? There's, there's loads of Ricardos out there. Absolutely. I mean, there's somebody on this team for everybody. And I think Ricardo is, um, yeah, he's somebody who's juggling a lot. He's got a, a big commitment with 10 children. Um, but he's also valuing the importance of his health and his fitness and finding ways to do it, even with lots of pairs of shoes and all the gadgets. And um, yeah, I look forward to joining him with the Whoop. I haven't received it yet. It's actually, was I was trying to divert it to Australia because I was down here for such a long time and um, it yeah that message didn't get across so it went to America so at the moment I'm trying to have my whoop picked up and it's going to meet me hopefully in um, in Phoenix in a few weeks time yeah it's like making a big difference to my life I don't use whoop itself but I am taking those HRV uh, readings with the heart strap in the morning and I just think that training smarter is the thing that they're producing. And a lot of people have said this to me. So this this week is obviously a big week in the Regan House. I'm doing four shows at the Three Olympia in Dublin. So my head is slightly fried with that. I appreciate you, Sonia, trying to squeeze in this around my schedule this week rather than the other way around. Uh, but this morning I got up through on the heart strap and it said it gave me a readiness to train of three out of ten. 
so I booked in a hot yoga class, um, dropped Mikey off to school, screeched over to Malahide to get to Dublin hot yoga, and missed the class by five minutes, turned around the car and came back. Uh, <laughs> so that was my workout today. Uh, so I, I totally appreciate what the juggling is like, and I guess I can draw stuff from Ricardo. Let's hear what he said when he got the news. Hey, Gerald and Sonia, thanks again for picking me to be on the team for the Cove 10 Mile. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've done a couple of races in the past, but I tend not to tell people just to eliminate the pressure. But a few people will probably hear this now, so the pressure is definitely on. My aim is to run without stopping. That's ideally what I want to do. I've currently reached up to a 5K, so if I can replicate that a little over two and a half times, I'll be happy. Um, I've thrown the event into the Garmin Connect and it's telling me of 11 weeks and six days so i better get the runners on and get out for a few cold winter night runs so thanks again and i'll see everyone in cove that that getting through it like is it's it seems like for a lot of people that that's not going to be an issue but it like for a lot of people that is where they're starting sandra busteed is another member of the squad she said her running goals she said that she has done cove before but that she found it really, really hard. So maybe you're that person. Maybe you can follow Sandra. She said, uh, I would love to be able to run the hills of Cove without a sense of dread uh, and to run the downhills without looking like a baby giraffe. (laughs) She says, I've run uh, 135 a couple of times, most recently in Mallow in 2022. But if I could get under 140 in Cove, I would be delighted. Are hills going to be a big part of this, Sonia? I noticed in this week's plan, it's a very straightforward plan. Will uh, you be incorporating hills each and every week? Is that the plan? Um, Not necessarily, no. I mean, hills are useful for track running. So, you know, I think a lot of the hill running will come down to where somebody lives and if they can include it initially in their regular runs Mm. and just run up the hills. Because oftentimes if you have a hill, it's hard if you're, no matter how fast or slow you run up a hill, it's going to be hard. So it's just kind of, it's an it's an extra hardship in your run that people try to avoid because they think i know i'd rather go on the flat run today but i think (laughs) it needs to be something that you need to have in the back of your head that you know we're not going to avoid hills we're going to run them when we can and it doesn't matter what pace we go up them they don't have to be included as part of a session we just need to get the, the 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 muscles used to running in that position of picking your feet up and that's the big thing with going up hills is that it's a bit of a slog and a drag and everyone's like oh it's hard work but if you just think to yourself right i'm just gonna pick my feet up here now and move my arms then automatically Mm. you take the focus away from you know the hardship of running up the hill and you you think about the process of running up the hill and if you can do that in a regular run then when you get to a race you're going to do it at a much greater intensity and you're going to think okay Mm. this is the point where i gotta pick up my feet and move my arms and get over this hill and and you just take the focus away from this being a hill and that's the thing is it's it's a mental thing you know it's a bit like when i don't know if you ever feel like this if you're going to get an injection or if you're going to have um what do you call it um acupuncture and they're going to stick the needles in you and your your muscles start to tense up and um that makes it worse Whoever's doing it says, yeah, relax, relax your muscles. <laughs> and so then you have to really focus on relaxing. And, and it's not that the needle is going to hurt you that much, but it's just the anticipation of it that mm. it can kind of like 
it, mentally, I think you think about it in a, in a more negative way. So it's a, just a negative thing. A hill is a negative and you have to turn it into a positive. Yeah, I mean, if you can do that for us uh, in the next 12 weeks, that will be uh, amazing. I'm around the Mead area. I want to give a, a shout out to one person I saw running out my area. And you don't think of Mead as having massive hills. And then, of course, there's the Hill of Tara and there's all these different places. Michael Kilduff is running around the same area as me. He did a session this week of 4.5K GA. I don't know what that means. Uh and then a 5K fast in the middle, and then a 6K, I guess, cool day down at the end. He ran the 5K in the middle, Sonia, at 19.14. He set his PB for 5K in the middle of this session. Uh, and then I looked at it, I analyzed it, and I don't want to take anything away from it, Michael, because we all know how hard it is to break 20. But it was severely downhill. Now, I was, it made me think about Cove because I was like, downhill running is actually a skill too, is it not? Is that something we're going to have to practice? Because Michael Kilduff has definitely mastered it. If he's able to set a PB going downhill for 5K. Uh, well, it's not hard to set a PB going downhill for 5K. It depends on the slope of the hill. Now, the problem in Cove is the, this hill, which probably only the locals know you know, as soon as they get there, they know the name of this hill. And more for go- going up it than down it, it's called Bird's Hill. And this mm. is, it's after the five mile mark. And then all of a sudden there's this massive big drop and it's a very steep hill. And this is the one where um, I think it was, um, who did, you mentioned somebody there running down the hill like a giraffe. This is where you, you <laughs> hit your giraffe legs going down there. And um, so... There's not a whole lot. You, you can't really practice for running down a hill like that. You just have to get down there in one piece. And I mean, that's all mm. what I always think when I'm going down there now is you just need to get down this hill. And when you get to the bottom, be able to run. And that's yeah. actually quite hard to do is to come off the bottom of a, a steep downhill like that and then to get back into your rhythm of running again. Um, yeah. And you really just have to kind of allow yourself to fall forward um, and not hold yourself back too much, not be afraid of it. Mm, well, one person who will be interested in that and uh, trying to avoid any sort of injury is Tom Corcoran, another one of your selections. Uh, we, won't, uh, we won't be able to meet the entire team today, I should say. Uh, there's about 16 in total on the squad, and um, Tom uh, is one of them. We'll meet the rest over the next few weeks. Uh, Tom is a great athlete to follow if you're returning from injury. Uh, and this is the voice note that... Hi, Sonia and Gerald. Tom here. I was checking my email on the 1st of January and I spotted a subject line. Sonia is now following you on Strava. <laughs> um, I'd literally not run at all since injury at the end of June. Um, so that was re- a real call to arms. I was actually there in Stadium Australia when Sonia battled with Zabo in the Olympics, Sydney Olympics. Um, so to have Sonia coaching me now for the Cove 10 miler is really pinched me time and I'm really looking forward to the training session. You actually had a very good question, Sonia, uh, about returning from injury. If, some, if you are listening to this going, well, I've kind of only been on my bike for the last while. I would like to go to Cove. That's a reasonable 12 week window to come back. This was Tom's question on that. Yeah, so I've not been running for six months. Um, I've been doing some strength 
training for the last three months and also swimming in that time. Actually, I'd contend that swimming can get your heart rate up. And if you're not getting your heart rate up swimming, you're not doing it properly. Anyway, um, listen, uh, since that email on January 1st, I've um, got my act together. I've been running six times since, three times a week two strength sessions a week and um, swimming each week too so my question though is i'm a bit worried about moving from um do no running and currently running three times a week um you know about five or six k each time and going from that to a full-on program i know sanya mentioned in the previous episode about running minimum three times a week and the program of course is has a lot more than that so yeah just just a little bit concerned i don't want to get injured a bit paranoid about that now after what happened before but um all good we'll get there cheers yeah well i mean you it's not you don't have to run if the program has say five days a week running and you're coming back from an injury and you're running three days a week then two of those days you have to somehow replace the running with cross training until you're ready to have all the days running so it's a gradual return to running so i think for anyone returning to running from an injury if they can be running for three days a week that's fantastic if you can supplement it with some cross training whether that's cycling swimming gym then that's even better um so i think you know he just needs to be aware that just because it's written down on the page you know to run run on certain days of the week and to do sessions in a long run that he actually picks out the important things in that schedule for him so i think the important things for anyone who's returning to running is the session the long run and probably a normal run um and then everything else can fit in around it and doesn't have to be running it's better if it is mm. but it's if you're not ready for that yet then you have to balance that out and this is where it comes to sitting down on a Sunday with the plan and saying okay which days am I running what sessions am I doing and so this is definitely going to be a two-way conversation here you know I just because I write this down and say this is what I recommend you to do that doesn't mean that's what you have to do that's Mm -hmm. the guide and you have to look at yourself where you're currently at and how you can build up to that level and ideally, by the end of the program, anybody who's not running, you know, at five or six days a week, maybe they get up to that level and then they can, you know, use Cove as a bit of a base and a platform to the next thing that they want to do. So, you know, some people will use a race like the Cove 10 mile race as, you know, that's their end goal. But for other people, it's a launch pad to something else. Um, and yeah. that all depends on, you know, where each individual is at right now and you know where we can get them in in 12 weeks time well it is of course the race that we are talking about is the cove 10 the sanyo sullivan cove 10 uh, it is uh, hosted by ballymore cove ac big shout out to the team there it takes place on the second sorry i've got the i've got last year's race up here uh, it takes place on let's get the date of it absolutely right <laughs> or we'll have an awful lot of angry people showing up on the wrong day one sec now 
uh, God, the event master page there. I'll cut all this out. Obviously, the event master page there is all wrong. Here we go. Right now, the beautiful French colors of these medals and hats that they have for this race on you has to be commented on. Seventh uh, of April, down in Cove. Start time ten thirty in the morning. This is a 10-mile road race like no other, lads. You'll find it just by Googling Sonia Sullivan Cove 10. Go to the eventmaster.ie page now and make sure to reserve your place because this thing can sell out. Like, there's obviously a limited number of places and there's a lovely little draw that they've arranged to win yourself a luxurious five-star Fota Island Hotel and Spa stay with bed and breakfast. Two of those prizes are available for people that register before the 24th of February. Uh, we have to go around the parishes briefly, Sonia, because there's been some mad running taking place, it has to be said. Uh, and I'm not just talking about people breaking the 10K road race record. Did you get to see this incredible feat by Kenya's Agnes Negachik? Uh, she yeah. obliterated the women's world 10k record oh. by running 28.46. She did in Valencia again. Valencia is like the hot place for anyone who wants to go and run fast. But yeah. you know, I mean, Valencia is a lovely place to go to. Um, but you know, that kind of a race will suit some people. You know, who their end goal is running fast, and you're just running around like it's a herd of people. You know, there's just like mm. the road is full. Um, so it's a busy race for people to go to. Um, but yeah, I mean, the numbers have been set down there. Um, she ran, I think 14, 13 for halfway 5k yeah. and then on to running, um, what was it? 28, 46, which is, Amazing. you know, it's outrageous, you know, to be running that fast. And, you know, at this stage, there's just, the records are tumbling so fast that, you know, nothing surprises anymore and yeah, i think yeah we've said this loses, yeah. and then in a way that loses the whole attraction of it i mean it's it's very hard to relate to athletes like that mm. it's very hard for you know athletes all around the world to relate to a time like that so 100%. you know yeah the thing is i don't think fast races <laughs> and world records like that i don't think they're the value of them is has been diminished in recent times and you know, whether that's because of the shoes, the race people creating races that are faster. I still think the bottom line is a race in the competition. And so, I mean, there'd be very few people have even seen this race or care to see it. I mean, I have zero interest in watching it. But if you throw up, you know, any of the races from the World Championships last year, where there was, a, you know, there was a lot of tactics and competition involved, and, you know, even through the rounds, the heats and the semifinals, because something greater is at stake, then it's so much more interesting. But, mm. I mean, what really is at stake when someone's chasing a world record and who cares? Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. it's it's lining their pockets with a little bit extra cash. And, you know, we all know when there's money involved that um, then... You can't, you can't be sure what's going on behind the scenes. You yeah. can't trust these well, things because some people will do anything for money. <laughs> yeah, well, that's been proven. And, you know, time will tell. It was interesting she wasn't wearing the Pro Evos from Adidas. She's an Adidas athlete, but she wasn't wearing those big, expensive Pro Evos. I've had no joy in getting the Alpha Flight 3s that I talked about getting the last episode I actually had a size, uh, half a size up in my basket ready to go 
uh, and I had that conversation with Tina where she was like, you're really going to spend that much money on a pair of shoes that you're not 100% sure are going to fit you? Well, well, sure if I bought them, uh, they were going at that time for over 300 euros. But if I bought them, I could have sold them on eBay for 750 euros. That's what they're going for at the moment. We we're talking about athletes who people you can see, relate to. Yeah, I told you people would do anything for money. <laughs> even, buying, <laughs> even buying and selling shoes now, you're going into a new business. <laughs> this is it, yeah. Uh, well, talking about athletes that we can relate to, Ricky Wynn is one that we uh, have talked about many times on the show, and he's going to be my guest next week. He ran the Art O'Neill 60K Challenge. He said it's always been on his bucket list, a race that is steeped in history, so well known across the country. He stormed it to win in a course record. He said, I definitely didn't have the smoothest of training blocks going into this one. And I honestly was riddled with self-doubt, but thankfully managed to pull it off. Can't wait to see what's next in 2024. Well, what's next, Ricky, is a chat on the Irishman running abroad. Make sure to tune in. He's he's a breath of fresh air in terms of these um, kind of athletic influencers, even though he'd hate to be called an influencer. Uh, he he just he talks he talks sense and he talks about showing up uh, and always showing up. That's obviously the the key to my success with you is just always, you know, put it, doing do, not necessarily doing what's on the page, but showing up and doing something. So congratulations to everybody who has been selected. I'm going to play us out in our free episode with a little montage of all of these people and their reaction to uh, making the squad. Come on over to patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad to hear the second half of my conversation with Sonia. And of course, that run with Vinnie Mulvey talking about low heart rate training. Uh, we really get deep into the weeds on how the science behind that works. Hi, Jarlis and Sonia. Jimmy McGivney here. Delighted with the news that I'm part of the squad for Cove. Uh, I ran it previously in 2022. It was a really enjoyable event and it was such a pleasure to bump into you afterwards. What can I say? I've been an avid listener to the podcast from the very start and it really makes you feel part of a, a great community of runners. I came to running relatively late in life, a bit like yourself in some respects, Charlotte, and it's been brilliant. Uh, to be part of this in a small way will be amazing, uh, especially when led by the legend that is Sonia Sullivan. Hey, Jarrett, Sonia. Just, it's Brian here. Just a short note to say how really delighted I am to be selected for Sonia's squad. I'm really looking forward to working with the true legend of Irish sport over the coming weeks. Uh, I told my kids yesterday evening that I've been selected and their first question was, can we meet Sonia? Haven't watched her on Orleans for this family, so they're really excited as well. As I said in my email, I was supposed to be running Cove 10 last year for the first time, but I got injured, unfortunately, a few weeks beforehand and spent most of the year out with injury. I'm slowly coming back to running and Cove 10 will hopefully be my first race back. Really look forward to the training of few weeks and even going out for today's run in the freezing cold air is giving me a really good boost. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Hey, Jarnath, thanks a million for selecting me to do the 10 mile coach for the 10 mile in cool. I can't believe it. I'm really excited about it. I'm afraid, um, but I'm delighted. And it's something to look forward to and to have a goal and to achieve. And next year is a big um, birthday year for me. And I would be delighted to have some goals and to achieve some goals and have something to aim for so um yes please i would love to accept thank you hi jarleth i'm delighted to get your message and to be selected as part of sonia's squad i've been in need of a spark to get me back running well again i'm sure this is going to be it really looking forward to it i've no doubt 
going to be an exciting adventure that'll bring out the best in me. All the best, Danny. Thank you. Hi, Sonia and Charlotte. Niall here. Thanks so much for selecting me to be part of Sonia's squad for the Cove 10 Mile Race in April. I've been trying to get a bit done in work here, but can't sit still all morning with the excitement. I'm absolutely thrilled with the news. It's a big honour to be selected. I think anyone with even a passing interest in Irish sports knows the huge influence Sonia is and the scale of what she's achieved during her career. It's going to give huge impetus to my training over the next few months and there'll certainly be an extra bounce in my stride. I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into the training and to learn as much as I can. It's going to be great to meet the team and catch up and check how we're all progressing over the next few weeks. Really looking forward to it. Thanks. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, I'm so excited, Sonia and Jar. Oh, it's just brilliant. I am delighted to have been selected for Sonia's squad for Cove. Just brilliant. I I love being accountable. I love following a plan. So this for me, hopefully, will be one of the best experiences. Thanks for having faith in me that I'm going to be able to do it. I I'm going to love having the opportunity to to give it the give it my best shot. Um, I'm also on the road to London, so I've no doubt that following a plan from Sonia O'Sullivan will greatly assist me in, in reaching my goals for the 10 mile distance and also the marathon distance. So I'm excited. Thank you so much again and can't wait to get working on it. Thank you.